Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, what's written in the law? What do you read there? The man answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said to him, you've given the right answer. Do this, and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, the man asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell into the hands of of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now, by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he passed by, he saw him and passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him, and when he saw the man, he was moved with pity. He went to him, he bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Jesus said, Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of of the robbers. The man answered, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said, go and do likewise. The gospel of the Lord. So, the parable of the good Samaritan is an oldie and a goodie. The gist of it is so well known it can be referenced in most places out there in the world and the average bear will understand something about its message and its moral. I heard it just this week casually referenced by a news anchor who was talking about that July 4th shooting up in Highland Park north of Chicago. There was apparently at least one good Samaritan there. So it's one of these parables most of us have heard so often that I think sometimes we let it lose its punch for us. I feel like we've learned to share it so sweet and good and nice for our kids in the children's sermon at Sunday school, at vacation Bible school, that we stop looking at it as deeply as maybe we would or could or should once we've grown up and moved on and out of and away from Sunday school and VBS. So when I stumbled across this week, Thursday, um, the White House ceremony where President Biden was awarding the Presidential Medal of Freedom to a handful of American civilians, some of those recipients got me thinking about what it means to be a good Samaritan and how we might wonder differently, how we might wonder more deeply about that and what it means for us here. There were 17 um, medals of Freedom awarded last week, and all of them were impressive for lots of different reasons, but a few of them stood out to me. There was Simone Biles, the most decorated American gymnast ever, 
who's also an advocate for athletes' mental health and safety, for kids in foster care, and for victims of sexual assault, all of which she has accomplished as little four-foot, eight-inch, 103-pound example of black girl magic from Columbus, Ohio, who has survived and who has thrived actually in the face of her experience with all of those things. Her own mental health struggles, sometime in the foster care system as a young kid, and as a victim of sexual assault along with so many other gymnasts and teammates just like her. There was also Kazir Khan, the Pakistani-American father whose son, Humayun Khan, was killed in Iraq, defending his fellow Americans from a car bomb. But Kazir Khan, a Muslim himself, got the Medal of Freedom, not his son, for speaking out against an immigration ban that targeted people from Muslim-majority countries and reminding whoever would listen to him that heroes and patriots like his own Muslim son would have been kept from citizenship and from serving our country under such discriminatory policies. And then there was Megan Rapino too, the queer soccer player for the United States women's national team. She accepted her award, pink hair and all, not just for her Olympic gold medals and women's World Cup championships, but for her advocacy work, too, on behalf of gender pay equality in women's sports for racial justice and for LGBTQ rights also. And all of that, those three and some of the others, brought me back to the holy questions that are raised by today's gospel and Jesus' parable of the original Good Samaritan, if you will. All of this begins, all of it ends with questions, after all. And the lawyer in this story gets the ball rolling when he asks Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus then asks him a couple of questions in return. What's written in the law? What is it that you read there? The lawyer gets it right. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself too. But then he asked Jesus yet another question. But who's my neighbor? And after that tale about the sad sack who gets robbed and beaten and left for dead and all the rest, that story about the priest and the Levite who pass by that poor man on the side of the road, and, of course, about the Samaritan who finally stops to help, Jesus wraps it all up with still another question. Not a moral, not a sermon, not a lecture, but by now a seemingly rhetorical question. But who was the neighbor? In Jesus' day, Samaritans weren't necessarily, necessarily considered to be good or neighbors by those who would have been listening to Jesus that day. They were outsiders to those who considered themselves to be insiders, good, faithful Jews, descendants of Abraham, and rightful, faithful heirs to God's promise, the chosen ones. 
to hear that a Samaritan then, an outsider, would have done such a kind and gracious, loving thing for anyone would have been a surprise. It might have even been an offensive surprise to those listening to Jesus. By that I mean, some of Jesus' listeners might have rather died on the side of that road than to have been saved by a Samaritan. I learned that from a woman named Amy Jill Levine, who's a brilliant Jewish New Testament scholar. You heard that, right? She is a brilliant Jewish New Testament scholar. So she comes at scripture with a whole different perspective than most of us Christian people. Anyway, she goes so far as to propose the notion that the Jewish lawyer in Jesus' little parable couldn't even bring himself to say the word Samaritan. That he can't even admit that the Samaritan is the hero of the parable. Because when Jesus asks that last final question, who was the neighbor, the lawyer can only answer, she says, perhaps begrudgingly, the one who showed him mercy. And I learned something else from Amy Jill Levine, too, about this parable. Something that's lost on so many 21st century readers. Nowhere in the biblical text do we read the phrase, Good Samaritan. It's not there. It's a title we've added to the mix over the course of the last 2,000 years, but it's not something Jesus or the gospel writer ever said or wrote or intended. Good Samaritan. This guy, this Samaritan, this outsider, was just kind and merciful and loving and a neighbor like a Samaritan is wont to be. And this would have been hard, holy, surprising, shocking news for Jesus' listeners to have heard. Likewise, Simone Biles is good. She's a good young black woman, for sure. She's strong, she's brave, she's compassionate, she's tremendously hardworking, as young black women are wont to be. She's exceptional. Not in spite of her blackness, but because she's a child of God. Kazir Khan and his son, Humayun, are not and were not good or exceptional in spite of the fact that they are Muslim. They are and they were faithful and wise and brave and patriotic children of God, as Muslims in this country and Muslims around the world are wont to be. And the same goes for Megan Rapino, lesbian activist for women's rights, racial justice, and all the rest. She's not good in spite of herself or in spite of her sexuality. She's kind, she's compassionate, she's fair-minded, she's on a quest for equality because her life's experience, like so many queer people just like her, has shown her what it's like to live on the margins in a world that still does not accept her fully. Fully as a woman, fully as a gay person, fully as an elite athlete who is both of those things, and someone who is fully a child of God, too.
So I think Jesus wants us to start asking different, better questions. Let's go and do likewise, looking for and loving our neighbor and surprising people in surprising places, too, as Jesus invites us to do. Let's wonder more often about the other, about the outsider, about the hurting, about the lost, about the whatever. Let's see them each, let's see them all as our neighbors and as God's children, too, and let's learn from them. Let's listen to them. Let's respect them with humility, with compassion, with openness, not because it's exceptional for us to do that, but because God expects that of us. As a natural, grateful, faithful response from anyone who has received the same kind of grace, respect, and more from the God we know in Jesus. Amen.